Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Ford Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Branding Evangelist. And oh my goodness, I've got a special guest for you today. She is all the way from the great state of Texas. And I was sharing with her that I love Texas. Every time I go down there, the people are so kind and so welcoming. She's in Houston, but she's lived in Texas in different cities her entire life. So please welcome to the show, Suman Cherry. How you doing, Suman? I'm good, Jerry. How are you all? Oh, I'm doing great. Well, listen. It's great to have you here. Happy Friday. Thank you. Yes. Thank so if you, you for being here. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. So if you don't mind, please tell our viewers and our listeners exactly what your company does. So I am the CEO of Cherry Talent Group. We are a talent um, acquisition company, so recruiting company, but we do it a little bit different around here as Cherry Talent Group than a lot of other people. Almost everyone else does it. So We've created a brand that is our company that's really developed around a consultative model versus typically in recruiting, you have like two options. You either bring in everything in-house or maybe you're the owner and you're doing everything or you um, outsource it to you know a, a contingent model. So the contingent model, if you're not familiar with it, it's typically you pay up nothing up front, but you pay a percentage of the first year salary and there's some type of guarantee with it and those types of pieces. I did that for 20 years and I started a company that is based in value and time. So we do everything on a much more um, an hourly model. So we can scale with you and we are able to provide superior service, honestly, at actually like half the price of what our competitors are offering. Um, it's been amazing. I've been, I've just loved every bit of the ride for it. It's just something that it's actually pretty new. I mean, it's I've um, I've been in recruiting for 20 years, but this model I rolled out about six months ago, and it's just been, and people love it. People just love it. It's just, and it feels good to me, you know. I love it. So just so we have clarity, when you say talent acquisition, my mind immediately goes into the entertainment industry. But are you <laughs> right. are you are you referring to staffing for companies? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So what we do is we provide like headhunting or recruiting services for companies. Staffing. Oh, you're a headhunter. No, yes. okay. no, I used to be headhunted all the time back in the day when I worked. in. Yeah, yeah. And I've been doing it a long time. And it's something that's really I'm passionate about because hiring and the process itself to me, it's kind of a mess. It's kind of a mess how it's done and it causes a lot of anxiety and fear on both sides. And, and if you talk to clients about it, it's the thing they don't like the most is hiring people, but it's like the most important piece to their business because who you hire influences the culture, the vision of your company. And it's a huge investment of time and resources and money 
when you are investing in someone. Um, on the candidate side, it's a mental health, you know, it's all about mental health, right? Like if you're, you're at work a lot. So if you're miserable there, it's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your everyday life. So I'm really passionate about creating something that I like to see my, see myself, the company's like a matchmaker, right? We're not, you know, we're not there to, we're not magicians. We're going to let you know what's in the market. We're going to inform you and we're going to help the process be as seamless and easy as possible. As I love it. So what's your sweet spot? Do you specialize in certain industries, certain job types? Are you going after the C-level, middle management? What exactly? You know, your- our, for right now, our sweet spot has been not really industry focused or even position focused, but more um, size of company. So companies that have really um, do well under this model, and I haven't really seen it on the bigger com- corporations, but they tend to be companies with less than 500 people who have a smaller HR group. Maybe they've used recruiters, but it's a little cost prohibitive for them. They are at a place where their owners, the VPs are having to sort through resumes and they're having to set everything up and the quality is not there. So that's been kind of our sweet spot. It's not been just one industry, construction, oil and gas. Um, You know, we've been working with property management, real estate companies. I mean, the model works as long as there's a really good communication process and as long as they understand what that model looks like and what our expectations are when we when we work with you. So this is fascinating because my first thought is, do you have a pool of candidates to draw from in order to be considered for these opportunities? How, how do you do this? So we do have like an applicant tracking system that we use and most recruiting firms do. Now, we don't want to see people as robots or like something less than human. So most of our searches are pretty customized. We work on a lot of challenging positions that our client is had a very difficult time finding or they don't know how the resources to find it. So we do a lot of research on where are we going to market this position? How are we going to go about it? You know, we try different things as we're going through the process. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. We do a lot of different things that um you're going out on me here. The perils of working from home with terriers around. They're just always ready to bark. Um <laughs> the terriers are out. Oh, they're always ready to bark at any okay. but yeah. So we really um I'm not going back to my what I was talking about. We customize each position for our client you know, and how we approach it. We have a universal way of we kind of approach it, but the actual specifics are pretty um, customized. Now, if we have a candidate and we don't use the applicant tracking system as some stagnant database, we only put candidates in that database that are active, that we've vetted. We do very deep dive interviews with people. It's not just a five minute conversation. We're spending the time to understand like who this person is beyond the resume. Mm. Like, like what's their, you know, what's going on in their own lives and what are their motivations and those types of pieces? Cause they're not always the right matches for us. Um, so we really try to be very customized for our client and do our research on the positions as well and make changes as we're going through the process with them. Hmm. And, you know. Well, let me ask you this, because as you know, this is a branding podcast. It's all about achieving brand leadership in your space. And there are a lot of companies out there who might say they do the same thing as you or something very similar in terms of finding the best candidates. We have our right. way of matching people, blah, 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 blah. How do you differentiate yourself? How do you distinguish yourself? 
I think communication process is what really sets us apart. We really work as a consultant for our clients. So typically what happens with, and I'm just going to say from the contingent world, because I've worked in the contingent world for many, many years. So typically what happens is you have a lot of attachment to that candidate, right? Because you only make money if that candidate gets hired. So, so, and you're working on maybe 15, 20 other positions at the same time, because I mean, that's just the, the way the model is, right? But that's not how we are. We are not attached to the candidate. We're attached to finding you the best quality people out there, having feedback, understanding like what is really going on in the market and cultivating that right match for you. And, and, and that's what really comes down to because there's no attachment to us. We may not fill your position, but you can be guaranteed that you're going to know what's out there and have good quality candidates that, that you can interview. You're not going to get 10 candidates we throw across a wall and hope they work out. No. Yeah. They're well vetted and it saves you time and, and money ultimately. And that's a good point because these companies that you're recruiting for, they can have as many quote unquote headhunters as they want looking for someone to fill that spot, right? Or do they limit it to two or three companies? I mean, they can, but then, I mean, who's filtering through that, right? I mean, then you have to have a secondary piece. If you have, I've worked with companies in the past who worked with 10 different contingent firms. Well, it's a very counterproductive thing because if you're a contingent firm and you find out this company is working with 10 other contingent firms, how much time and energy are you really going to put into that position? That's yeah. the question you ask yourself because they only make money if they place the position. There is no other way around it. We yeah. make money regardless of what we do for you. When we consult with you, if we are like coaching you on interviewing, if we're coaching the cans on interviewing, if we're renegotiating things, or we're doing job descriptions, when anything we're doing, we're charging you for. Okay. So you get a lot of service in that time, right? For your own company itself, beyond just the recruiting model. Like okay. it opens opportunities for them to see maybe there's holes in other parts of their organization. Maybe some of these, and we're honest. We have a very honest approach. So if we're working with an owner, an owner calls us and we're working with different managers in the organization and we're not getting that feedback from them, we're calling the owner and letting them know, hey, mm -hmm. they're not buying into this and that's a conversation you guys need to have. I so, like yeah. you know what I mean? It's a lot of transparency. I mean, a lot of times owners, they don't know what's going on the day to day. So mm -hmm. in a large organization. So we're kind of there to help them see where their holes are because that's typically the issue. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? In the process. Mm -hmm. And on so top you, of that, we're not ghosting people, you know? Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And you are screening people to make sure that they're not exaggerating their yeah. credentials and their capabilities. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, people lie. I mean, I've heard, yeah, yeah I and mean, I've heard stories of, and I'm not going to say I've ever done it, but it's possible I have in my career, that recruiters have influenced the candidates resumes as well like you know kind of encourage them to change resumes and mm -hmm. and and there's and it's not done from a negative place it's done from a trying to help them but they're attached to that candidate mm -hmm. they're attached to that person and if a red flag pops up and it's happened to me like in the end of that process negotiation process i'm probably not going to have that conversation with the client i mean just that's just what it is and you're just i mean and and it's not, it's not that they're doing it out of anything negative. It's just that is the way the process works. You know so, what I mean? So what really bugs you in the industry as a whole, when you sort of look out there from a raw perspective, 
is there something that kind of bothers you or concerns you? Maybe they're getting, these companies are getting bad advice. They're being misled. They're working off of old advice. I mean, bad intel. What, what are your thoughts around that? I think that, that what really irks me more than anything else is a couple of things. First of all, if you're an organization and you have core values that you speak of and you have a poster on your wall, you need to live those core values. Mm -hmm. And and you need to understand like the priority and the process of recruiting. Yeah. You need to make that part of your like a priority piece and not make it something that, you know, candidates come in, we need feedback. Yeah. Like we need to let them know what's going on. Like I, I can't stand it when I read about candidates who've interviewed for five, six times for a job and are ghosted. It's like, what? And you hear it all the time. I talk to candidates all the time. Like when we talk to them, they're like, you're so different than other recruiters. Like my, my, when they talk to my call, you know, my, um, my, the recruiters, they're like, wow, you don't make me feel like I'm a, like, I'm just a robot. I'm just a dollar sign. And for me, that's really irks me is the way that candidates are really treated in the process. It's just terrible. It is. I, I like that. So you've got some built-in advantages from a branding standpoint over and above other other options. I believe so. I mean, we are yeah. less we're less expensive on top of that too. I mean, yeah. you know, we I have clients who have us help with all their positions because they and they could have a recruiter help them with two. And we might make this, they might spend the same amount of money, but they're getting five, six people or the opportunity to see that many candidates. So it actually, it's interesting. I've never, I don't know other industry where you can pay less money and yeah. you could have better quality. It's, I don't know. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. So that to me shows me like there's, it just doesn't work the way it's done right now. And, and the, I know a lot of companies are bringing the AI stuff in and I think it's great. I think it's great to automate stuff, but also these are humans. This is not like you're not selling a truck. You know, you're not selling a good. You're you're interacting with another human being. And there needs to be that human connection, you know. And I understand organizations don't have the time to do that. But because, you know, the internal recruiters, they work on 20 to 25 positions for big corporations. So they're like pulled in a million different directions. So um, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you brought up human connection because... Since the pandemic, as we all know, people had to work from home and then people didn't want to go back to the workplace for various reasons. And so you got the quote unquote hybrid workplace combination of two days from home, three days in the office, whatever. How right. much affected what you do? I mean, I definitely feel like candidates in general are, and I love this for them. And I love this for people because people, you know, when I started recruiting, you know, companies had a lot of power right? To dictate a lot of unreasonable things. I hate to say that, but it's true, right? Yeah. But now people are understanding their worth. You know, they understand that their mental health is invaluable. Mm. They they want to have an environment. It's not life, work-life balance anymore. No, it's like, I want to be part of a community. Yeah. I want to be a human at work. I don't want to just be, I want us to have real conversations. I want us to know each other. I want to feel like I'm part, I don't want to say a family, but more, I want to be part of something. I want transparency at the organization. So many of my candidates say to me, I'm looking, it's not about money. I'm being paid. Oh, good. But I feel like there's something going on and they're hiding something from me. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of lack of transparency going on. And yes, the salary piece. I mean, I don't know how many times it happens where we have a candidate who applies for jobs 
they go out to interview with us or something like that. They get an offer and then their company finally wants to pay them what they're deserved. So people are just tired of that. People understand that they spend a lot of time at work and they want opportunity for growth. They want to be, they want good benefits and they want to be in a culture that doesn't just stick it on the wall, but actually lives those values. And they want job security. They want job security. How do you, how do you handle that part? I mean, I really vet the companies that I work with, you know, we're pretty, um, we're pretty selective on who we choose to work with. I and mean, we will almost give everyone a chance once, you know, to see how it plays out. But if we feel like there is a lack of growth here, or if there's some things going on in the organization that don't feel good, then we have had to like say goodbye to companies because I, the last thing I want to do is put someone in an organization and then the organization goes under in a year or two years, you know? So we can't guarantee anything, obviously, but we try to find companies that have been around for a long time, that have a lot of forward momentum. We ask a lot of questions about growth. What are their growth plans moving forward? Um, you know, we really try to be part of organizations that have reinforced that more people-centric culture where they value their people and they understand how important they are to their organization. So that tends to weed out people that are not in that frame of thought. And, and you know, uh, Suman, circling back to the whole thing about the hybrid marketplace, I'm glad you brought up about the environment because, and you know this better than anyone, there are so many toxic workplaces. There is. There the, you know, these, 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 I call them kids because they're using their 20s or 30s, right? But they're different. They yeah. want different things. They yeah. don't, because the leadership is fear-based. That's what's happened. You have a lot of very fear-based leaders mm. and when things are going wrong. They're just pushing that on their people and they're micromanaging, they're blaming them and they're not taking responsibility for where I they know. are. I know. And they're not inspiring. I mean, a leader inspires their people. They don't, they don't stand in their way. They're there behind them and they're guiding them through it. They're giving them that reassurance. It's like as a parent, you know, your job is to inspire your ch children to be who they are and to highlight those parts of themselves. And that's what a good, I feel like that's what a good leader is. And I feel like there's a lot of lack of that. And yeah. I think the 20 and 30 year olds are like, they're not gonna be like my dad who worked for ExxonMobil for 45 years and just, I mean, did very well, but you know, there wasn't the culture talk. There wasn't the, you know, they didn't have that. Yeah. So that, and he also got like a huge pension, all these things. I mean, they're getting a lot of things when you, you know, when you do that, but th that doesn't exist anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that because there's a lot of pressure on these employees to quote, hit the numbers. Yes. And whatever their objectives and goals are for that position and how they're being yeah. measured. And if you've got a, if you've got a pure boss who you don't really like, yeah. No wonder they want to work from home. I don't blame them. I mean, I don't blame them either. I mean, and the thing is, is nobody wants to be in an environment that's full of fear. I don't care if that's in a relationship. I don't care if it's yeah. with friendships. I don't care if it's at work. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't feel good. I mean, you're not going to be productive in an environment where you're being screamed at. I mean, I hear I had a candidate recently who I placed in another organization. And I said, why are you looking? And she said, my boss screams at me. He yeah. takes papers and he throws them at me when he's frustrated, when the when a bill doesn't come in or like a check doesn't come in. Oh. She's like, I can't handle this. Oh my god. I can't handle this. And I'm like, and I hear these stories all yeah. the time. All yeah. the time. It's and not in my job description. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's just 
And on the flip side, there are and the companies that I work with and I continue to work with, they have amazing leaders. And the, what they what I've noticed about them more than anything else is they take feedback really well. They're not defensive. You know, they they want their people to do well. So what you I'm know? hearing then is that part of your uniqueness as a brand is being able to say to the candidate, listen, we being you in your team, we understand what your concerns are. We don't want to put you in a bad situation. So part yeah. of the uniqueness I'm hearing is your vetting process. Not yes. with the candidates, but with the oh. companies to make sure that they avoid that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And also we have really real conversations with our clients. We'll say, these are our requirements yeah. and we want to make sure that this person's on board because every company is different, right? Some companies do have a more like, you know, if you're in a specific industry, you might have something where you're working a lot of hours and it is a more of a vertical growth opportunity. Maybe, you know, you're motivated really. I want to make a lot of money. I want to grow fast. Okay. Well, that needs to be conveyed to the client, the, the candidate, and you need to have them on board and you need to understand, they need to understand what they're walking into. So that's something. And if some, some people are like, no, and some people are like, yes. And I don't want to limit that piece, but you need to be real with people and, and be honest what they're walking into in an environment. And right. And I would think if you come across companies who are looking for candidates, right? But they have right. a high turnover thing going on. That's a red flag, right? <laughs> it's a red flag. But I, I'm under the impression that, you know, I'm a believer that everyone has the opportunity to grow and change and organizations are the same way. I think a lot of times when I talk to leaders, when I talk to my clients, they're not even aware of, of their situations that have happened where I've let my clients do it their way. And that's okay. And then I've gone back and said, okay, let's revisit this and talk about how we could have maybe improved the process and what I, and, and that's where it comes from. Now it's up to the client if they're going to take that advice and that expert feedback and they're going to utilize that or if they're not, but we always give people the opportunity to do that, you know? So I can imagine you've got a ton of, of client success stories. It sounds like you truly are an authority and expert at what you do. Is there one particular success story that you are particularly proud of that you'd like to share? Well, you know, I, I have a 10 year old daughter, you know, and she's like, she's always my business, like all the time. I love her to death. Along yeah, with the terriers. Yeah, yes, along with the terriers and my husband, like we're all in my, but I, you know, just what it is. I'm a light. What can I say? Anyway, um, so there was an, I work with a company out of um, Salt Lake. They're a property management company, a very premier high-end property management company, trust company. And I love working with them. They're just wonderful to work with. They're people-centric. They're incredible. Mm -hmm. So I had a candidate who we had a position open and it was, um, I think it was like a graphics design role that they had position. It was a just, it was a need because they were growing and that kind of thing. So we went through the whole interview process and my daughter's always like, what are you talking to all the time? Who are you talking to all the time? You know, all the time. And I, so my client had called me and said, Hey, we want to hire her, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, you know? And so it was like late, it was like seven o'clock, six thirty, seven o'clock. And I said, Olivia, do you want to listen? Do you want to listen to someone get really happy? And she's like, do you want to hear what I do? And she's like, yeah. So I got to call the girl up, put her on speaker and like, tell her that she got to her dream job and for me having my daughter watch it jumping up and down excited for this little girl this girl you know this woman who had been in a very toxic environment before and getting to have her dream job to me was so fulfilling so fulfilling on so many levels and my when we got off the call my daughter was like oh my gosh mom it's 
so wonderful. You helped her so much, you know? And to me, that was, that was invaluable. You know, it was beautiful. Oh, wow. That's, I love it. I love it. Well, listen, before we sign off, how do people find out about you? Now you said your companies are 500 or less employees, but there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a floor there. So what, between a hundred and 500, give us some clarity on that. We're, look, we're open, right? So, I mean, that's what we've been working with, but you know, if really we're looking for clients, companies that want to hire a different way, right? They see that they want to hire good people. They got to have at least 10. I mean, they're going to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you need to have at least 10. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, whatever, we're here, you know, we're here to help you. We want to grow with you. So if you had five people, like, what I'm I, actually going to offer and I'll, I'll shoot over to you is if people want, you know, what I'm going to offer is some expert advice. Like if you're a client, if you're a candidate, if you're in the job, like a 30 minute call, let me help you, you know, a clarity call. Um, not really maybe to work with us, but maybe more to help you. Like if you have questions about resumes or Hey, I'm really frustrated. I've been in the market. I've been doing this. What can I do differently? Maybe yeah. taking a look at your resume, give me some suggestions, you know, like a 30 minute, you know, call. I would love to do that for people. Awesome. Awesome. So if people want to get a hold of you, what are your what's your URL? What are your socials and that kind yeah. of thing? So I'm on IG, uh, Cherry Talent Group. I'm on LinkedIn under Sum and Cherry. And then there's also a Cherry Talent Group um, on LinkedIn as well. Also my website, cherrytalentgroup.com. And you can take, take a look at some of my testimonials and some of my information, those types of things. So wonderful. Wonderful. Now, before we sign off, is there one last thing that you would like to say to our audience? I would just like to say, if you are someone who is looking for a position right now and you're, and I know that the market has been really hard. It's been really, really hard for people. Take a deep breath. You know, it is it is a frustrating process. It's a hard process. And take the time to take responsibility for take a look at that resume. Does it need to be updated? Does it need to be added to? Is it conveying who you really are? Because yeah. what I tell people is it's great to have the meat and potatoes of what you've done. But what did you do for those companies? What did you what value did you bring? Take that time because that is your that's your calling card is your resume. And so and don't you know, don't just, if you're interested in a position and you see a position online, go on, LinkedIn is a great resource. Go on there, reach out to the hiring manager, reach out to people, be proactive in your own search, use your network, but also recruiting is something you can do for yourself as well. It's something that you can do for yourself. So make sure that LinkedIn profile is, is, is looking really nice, make sure you've got good referrals, just have it all buttoned down and understand what you really want as a, a company, like write it down. I'm a firm believer that we create our own reality. That's how I live my life. And so create it, imagine it, feel it into it, and don't settle for anything less than that. So. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, that that is very sage advice, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. It was so fun today. Uh, you're welcome. And to our viewers and listeners, thank you for being here as well. And so until next time... This is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Thanks. All right. Woohoo. That was fun. Jerry Foster here. 
thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply, and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag BrandFordLeadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. <laughs> so your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.